Hello, and welcome to the Dad Jeans Podcast. My name is Didon, and along with my co-hosts, Brian and Harris, each episode will try to unpack, examine, and discuss the DNA of healthy fathering. While all three of us are fathers, the road to fatherhood has been different for each of us. It's our hope that those differences and the perspectives they bring will only add to the conversation. Thanks for listening. In this episode, with Halloween around the corner, the crew gets nostalgic talking about favorite costumes from years past, and we explore some ways that we can make this year's celebration special in the midst of a pandemic. But before we do that, let's check in. Fellas, what's good? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, Harris, is that your your Halloween uh, (laughs) bit, or are you just cold? (laughs) (laughs) That was, that was my Halloween bit, man. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Home now. Okay. Hey. Okay. You know. Well, all right. I guess it's fitting. Yes. Um, we, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> We're excited. Um, this, this topic was near and dear to Brian's heart. And uh, the more I dug into it, the more I felt it. So uh, I think it's going to be a good show. B, how you feeling? Hey, listen, what's going on, fellas? It's good to see y'all. I'm glad to be back. Went on a nice little vacay last week. But I want to preface it by saying this. Outside of where we live, Trump supporters are real. And they're everywhere. So I went to a nice little beach town in a location that shall remain nameless. And let's just say we were supposed to stay there for five days. And we left in 24 hours. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was like that, man. I mean, we pulled into this beach town and uh, let's just say uh, the hue of the people in that beach town didn't quite look like chocolate. And so I'm laughing and smiling and I'm waving like the nice, friendly neighbor. I get nothing. And then, you know, God has a way of giving signs. And so we uh, walk to the beach and we pass this huge tree. And five seconds after we passed that tree, a branch that was about 50 pounds fell from the top of the tree to the ground and shattered it in 100 pieces. And that wasn't the only thing. Two o'clock in the morning, our next door house, all out brawl between neighbors with uh, two by fours, a Fisher Price wagon. And uh, I was like, uh, Pfizer, yeah, we leaving. And if we don't get our refund back from Airbnb, we are going to leave a scathing review. But the uh, Airbnb lady was just like, oh, you talk about the house next door? Yeah, okay, here's a full refund. And so we ended up going to Rehoboth Beach and uh, spent the rest of our vacation in Rehoboth, man. So like I said, Trump supporters are real. Okay, well, make sure you add that to the green book so people know what to avoid. (laughs) Amen to that. Real talk. We laughing, but it's one of those sad but trues. Listen, it's real yeah. out here. It is. There have been gas stations when I was driving cross country that I was like, uh, I got a few more miles. I can mm-hmm. I can keep it moving. So these these fumes I, I can, and Jesus are gonna get me there. Yes. Yeah, listen, it's gonna have to. Gonna have to. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man, but what about you, Harris, man? What's 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 going on with you, man? Uh, man, so, you know, the week right before your vacation, I had uh, my fake vacation. And uh, by the end of it, I was just like, I do not feel rejuvenated at all. And that's when Mallory came in and was like, 
that's because you didn't have a vacation. You just took time off of work. I said, oh, the, the wisdom of the wife. Because all it was was all the family business and stuff that I haven't been able to do because of work. I spent that whole week doing it. Even my kids was like, you a liar? <laughs> like, Daddy, why are you upstairs in the office? I, how, and how do you explain that? It's like, I'm not working, but I'm working. They're just looking at me like, mm, you said don't lie. Yeah. So we're, I, I even spoke to my boss. I said, no, nah, I, I failed. Uh, so <laughs> what I'm going to do. We're going to take another week off, and uh, actually what we're going to do is we're going to send the kids over, the kids and my mom, <laughs> over my sister's crib, and we're just going to have the house to ourselves, do a little staycation, um, and just really kind of just enjoy each other. Um, you see, I know better. My family, we go to um, the areas B was talking about every other year, so I know where to go, when to go, how to go. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> I would have had your back. Listen, I should have known that I shouldn't have went there when I asked both of y'all, hey, y'all ever heard of this part of Maryland? And y'all was just like, crickets. Crickets. No, yeah, no. Is that how it went? I don't even remember. I tell you this, I've never gone during this season. <laughs> what you mean this season? Know, well, you know, like this is the season where like all the people that live there um, are actually home. You know, when you go in the summer, everybody out there is renting out their house. Like, and they're struggling this year because of COVID. Man, if you're a Trump supporter in the wintertime, you're a Trump supporter in the summertime. It don't matter if you're going from a beach house to an outhouse, you're a Trump supporter. They got got to roll that back a little bit when you have as many many, uh, skin folk out there. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to roll deep with you next time. There's a lot of, um, we're probably losing a lot of sponsors on this bad boy. Oh, we ain't saying nothing negative. We're just, we we are not saying anything negative. Listen, you can be, feel free to, 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 to do what you do, but. I'm just going to go ahead and stay where my peoples are. So all of that is to say, (laughs) uh, we are going to do a vacation. We might go somewhere, but we're leaning towards a staycation, uh, you know, trying to save up some money and and do a a big, uh, saving up for Disney. So uh, just even if it's three days, just us with each other, no kids, Mm. loving on each other. So That's what's up. I'm excited, friends. So like, Two days ago, I talked to my cousin. I did one of those family check-ins. And my cousin does IT work for the federal government. And so I I let him, you know, go on about the challenges of his job. And some of the things that he was saying started sounding real familiar. And I got off the phone and I had an epiphany. And so I have created the parental help ticket. So here's how it goes. About 10,000 times a day, Ella says, Daddy, I need help. I need help with this, I need help with that. So today at lunch, we sat down and I, I walked her through the parental health ticket. One, you have to write the problem down in two sentences, max. Right. So when I ask you what's going on, don't give me like a 30 minute recitation of this long convoluted thing that I don't understand. She has to write it down in two sentences. The next question is, are there directions or instructions? If so, have you read them? She has to check the boxes. Then the next one is, did you try? If the answer is no, then she she has to try. And then she has to write down two things that she tried to get it. 
And if she doesn't, if, if after the two things that she's tried, then she has to say what it is that she would like me to do. Because what I find is that my kid asks me for help before she even looks at the instructions. Mm-hmm. Or she asks me for help before she tries. or before, and, and halfway through, when I'm getting into it, she'll say, oh, I got it. So my hope is that this parental help ticket will help her walk through the steps of problem solving. Now, having said that, I can't spell, right? <laughs> and, and the reason why I can't spell is what because- What you spell wrong? Ticket? Your mama never helped you. <laughs> right, that's exactly right. <laughs> same thing, man. I got the I would same ask thing. My, I would ask my mother, how do you spell business? She would say, look it up. Look it up. And I'll say, I'll teach you. I won't look it up. So now at 44 <laughs> years old, I can't spell business to save my life. B-I-Z. <laughs> right, I'm like, uh, mm, do we biz. Have the same mother? <laughs> Marquis, big Marquis. <laughs> and, and so oh I realized that this, that this parental help ticket will either help my daughter become a CEO or work through adult literacy issues um, <laughs> 30, 40 years from now. But I'm willing to try because it's the pandemic game, you know, what other time to experiment? What's, what's so funny about that, even as a child, I remember if I can't spell it, how am I going to look it up? And she would say, sound it out. Yeah, yeah. If I can't spell it. <laughs> sound out m- mountain. M O N. But it'll be like it'll be like pneumonia. And you're yeah. like, oh, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> right. How was I supposed to know? Days later, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'll just mm. You did that on purpose. <laughs> see, see, so. see, see, y'all would hate me because when I was teaching my students would ask Mr. Mr. J, how would how do you spell how do you spell? And I would always say D I T D I C T I T O N A. Wait, I can't even spell it now. I was gonna say dictionary. <laughs> say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know exactly. <laughs> it's like dictionary. Uh, parental health ticket. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I um, so. when you were saying it, I was thinking. I, I agree with you. You know, either um, you know, either what you say. She's either gonna become a lawyer or uh, something else. I was like, or are you gonna just have to pay for the therapy? Yeah, uh, yeah. When she gets yes. to a certain age. Yes. Listen, one, one thing I can rest assured, if there's damage, this ain't going to be it. There's 50, <laughs> 60 other experiments <laughs> that I've tried that have already put her on the trail. So but I, know, I wanna, this will just be another session. Go ahead, B. I, I want to ask you guys a question because I need some advice. Okay. So Nas is in this phase of the why questions, right? Mm. So daddy, why? Daddy, why? Daddy, why? And I don't get annoyed with them, right? I just answer them. And it's so funny because mm-hmm. Fahad and I read an article, I think it was from the Times that talked about the correlation of being able to answer those questions for your kids and the accelerator, um, like knowledge that then happens, right? And mm-hmm. yesterday he was just asking and asking and asking. And the black dad came out where I was just like, because I said so. <laughs> and I was like, I shouldn't have did that. I should have just kept answering the questions. But my question to you guys, how did you manage or how did you find your way not getting worked up, frustrated with the why questions? So one, it still happens. That's first and foremost. <laughs> but second, I found, because usually the why comes real quick. I slow down when I'm talking. And so the answer gets a little longer because she'll hit me with the why before I'm even finished explaining <laughs> this one. 
So I feel like if I slow down, the, the Ys will be further spaced apart. I don't okay. know if it works or if I just kind of like black out. But yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do know that I have to purposely slow down because they will keep coming. Okay. That's real. See, or you could always go with the, I don't know, why do you think? Oh, and Nas would be like, that works. I don't know, Daddy. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so, fair. I, I use different approaches based on how I feel that day. Uh, <laughs> and like you said, it still happens. It has never stopped. So one of them, my father used to say, when, he, when I don't even know if we even got to the point where he like got exhausted. He probably did, or he might have started here. But he used to say, you know, in his, his West African accent, why do animals have tails? And I'd be like, why are you messing with me? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Why do animals have tails, man? Just say you don't know. You know, of course I could like, never say that are, to... Are we going into a parable? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I was just like, yo, man, why do animals have tails? I was... Uh, anyway, so I, I, I've said it once or twice. Uh, <laughs> and they just look at me like, you don't even talk like that, dad. Stop. So... <laughs> So that's one. The other one is, you know, I'm a philosopher. My background's in philosophy. <laughs> so they yeah, ask right. the question, and I get ready to answer it, and then I'm like, wait, why is water wet? So there's this thing called hydrogen. <laughs> and then when they glaze over, I'm free. Yeah. Now, I will <laughs> say this, B, when, when Nas gets a little older, you can hit him with Let's look it up together. And he'll be like, never mind. He's like, no, I'm good. No, 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 no. Let's look it up together. And he's like, oh, come on. And be like, hey, son, I got a parental ticket. He's going to be like, hey, you know what? I got a daddy ticket. I'm going to cash it in. Thanks. I'm good. Yeah, Have fun with it, my dude. Just, you know, and sometimes lie. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been working on that. You want a muffin? We ain't got no muffins in this house. My mother had me believing that hickeys cause cancer. They don't? <laughs> Bruh. I, so, after, so after your second kid, <laughs> when, did you, when did you find out? <laughs> Listen, I was, like, I was like 21, and I said that foolishness, and everybody looked at me like, you know, that's a bruise. I was like... My mom don't even remember telling me that, son. So I'll let your mom. Oh, bruh. Bruh, I, I got you. So I was in college, and, uh, you know, everybody puts their money together to get food. And I was like, so, uh, yeah, who wants to go in on this uh, pizza and salad? And them cats, it, you would have thought a record skip. <laughs> pizza and salad? I was like, pizza and salad? It was like, bruh. I don't know where you came from with the pizza and salad. I was like, it's like hamburger and french fries. Suffice it to say, I called my mother at night. Pizza and salad is not like hamburger and french fries. And you could have told me that. <laughs> She's like, that's the only way I could get you to eat it. <laughs> so go lie. It's okay. Hey, it, it, you will not be the first. I promise. No, that is true. That is true. That is true. Oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. It's going to be a good episode, fellas. I already feel it. So um, jumping into the question of the week. This one, y'all gave me flack before, and uh, my ego's hurt. But this one isn't from me. This one actually comes from Ella. Oh, word. So, yeah. Might be worse, son. Oh, listen, you, you're going to have fun. And so I'll set the scene. Oh, boy. 
This Sunday, she was with her mom. And she calls me and asks me this question. And what I really want to say is, isn't your mom right there? But for whatever reason, she called me. And so I had to work it out in real time. So I'm going to ask y'all. Um, Harris, you're, you're a father of two daughters. B, uh, you got a daughter on the way. So let's pretend that your daughter's Harris or your daughter, Brian, is age nine. And she asks you, what does the phrase mean, pretty hurts? Okay. Uh... I know, Brian. man. They gotta, yeah. That's that's real good. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't talking I to a nine year old. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I was one of those kids. I'm, I'm still like this. I'm gullible. Like I just, I believe people, and I'm just very, you know, I try not to be very abstract. Um, so I probably end up going over her head. Uh, <laughs> so I'd probably end up just talking about the beauty industry and uh, talking about. Um, you know, relaxers and and how it burns the scalp, and there are these images that are set up by uh, media, and it's not our natural state. So to put yourself in an unnatural state will probably uh, increase, will probably involve some form of pain because it's not a natural state. Uh, I'll probably compare it to you know, like if your finger gets a, a splinter. It hurts, and the body will even push it out. All that kind of stuff, and like I said, they'll probably glaze over, and um, never ask me again. Okay. <laughs> B, you're up, man. Uh, listen, let me get that uh, parental help ticket, please. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I don't. I don't even want to be sexist. Maybe Nas is the one who asked you, so we don't have to. Pause. But, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want to say this, especially having little girls. Mm-hmm. There's so much evidence of it. Sure. You know, um, so, you know, I was, I was joking, but there's actually a book out there called Selling, uh, Selling Girlhood or something like that. And, like, I literally can't wait for my girls to get old enough to understand it because they're watching, if they watch Barbie or, you know, or even have Barbie dolls or something, even Black characters... You know, they'll have like the straight hair, and um, all these girls are just super thin. And it doesn't already at four or five, they're thinking that something's wrong with who they are, and 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 those conversations elicit pain. Um, okay, that's what I was going to ask you. So, two things: one, r- remind the people listening how old your daughters are, and you said. Um, you can't wait till they get old enough to understand it. What age do you think that'll be? Well, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm running it back because I, okay. I, I was I was a little bit joking about you know going as deep uh, as I was with the initial answer, but the the reality is we started uh, when we moved here. We joined a dance class, uh, uh, a ballet class, mm. and my my daughters are uh, now four and seven, so they were three and six, and literally in this particular class that we went to all of the girls were just super thin and this is the place we went in virginia and already the the body dysmorphia is kicking in i mean daddy a commercial came on tv about tummy tea or something daddy when can i get that it was heartbreaking um so i mean the conversations started that early and then we ended up taking them to 
uh, a black dance studio. And in this black dance studio, there were girls of all different sizes. And and the quality of the learning increased because of the love of self. So even then, I can show them the difference between, um, you know, how, how did you feel in this space versus how did you feel in this space? And it not even be a thing about color, but more so a thing about love for one's own self. So Good save. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say all the other stuff I said first, but it's all connected. Fair enough. Fair enough. Be what you got. You know, I, I, I'm speechless. Um, it's tough. It is tough because uh, I'm thinking, thinking from multiple, multiple perspectives. The first one being, man, how much of a, how great is it to have a gift of you two? If that question does come to me, to be able to say, hey, man, help me try to make this make sense for, I was about to say my daughter's name, for baby Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think, too, that I would, I probably wouldn't be able to articulate it as well as, as Harris, but I would also use context to help my daughter understand <clears throat> what the essence of Americanized or globalized beauty looks like and how these standards um, are put in place that often then rejects the beauty of, you know, who we are. Um, and just explain it, explain it that way as well. And plus, you know, I would also talk to Pfizer too, because, you know, she she's the therapist. She's She would be able to provide some context as well. So, A, Go to my wife, B, loop community in, get some advice as well. Um, but also just be honest, right? I think I could ask my daughter, what do you think that means? And then kind of build from that. You know, B, you'll have a additional challenge um, because there'll be two different cultures that, mm-hmm. that your daughter will belong to mm-hmm. and, and potentially different standards um, mm-hmm. that she may not fit squarely in either one either or yeah um so uh, you know it'll it'll be an interesting set of conversations because it's never just one conversation um so this is what i told her now i was digging deep in my bag too fellas um i said how do you feel when you get your hair done and she said, I love it. I said, why? I get compliments, I feel good, I like my braids. And I said, okay. How long does it take to get braids? It takes forever. You know, it takes a couple hours. And then I said, well, how does it feel getting your hair braided? She said, it hurts. And afterwards, for like the first day, it hurts. I said, and you know, towards the end, if it stays in too long, what what does it feel? She's like, it itches. And I was like, yeah. I said, or even, even me. I said, I shave and I get it wrong all the time. How many times have you seen me with blood on my face because... Uh, I'm attempting to groom, but I've I've hurt myself. She says, you cut yourself a lot. I was like, okay, oh, that's let's, funny. let's move on. <laughs> um, I said, there are things, that there are societal standards that, that we buy into. There are decisions that we all make. And some of those things will hurt. Um, and it's unfortunate. I said, but then there are things like working out. I said, sometimes you see me, you'll say, Daddy, why are you limping? And I told you I went for a run or I went for a long bike ride. Um, 
And it's not that I'm trying to be pretty or that I'm trying to be attractive. It's that I'm trying to be healthy. So there are some things that we'll do that will hurt. Do you know, workouts hurt. Um, But then there'll be things that we're hurting ourselves to make a standard. And I can't tell you which ones are right and wrong, but I want to ask you a quick question. And it's funny because what you guys both said is the playbook that I used. I asked her, I said, what do you think of me when I need a haircut? She said, I still love you. Mm. I said, and I want you to know that I love you when your hair is braided. I love you while your hair is braided. And I love you when your hair is not braided, when it's just free. Um, But none of that is important. What's important is how you feel about yourself in those Mm. stages Mm. so that you're not making a decision to do something because you think that's the only way that you can be pretty. And, you know, the, the, the interesting thing, and you'll, you already know this, Brian, from, from Nas, but you'll, you'll uh, know it even more as your, as your kids get older. Sometimes they just go away, right? You don't know if it sunk in, if it was right, if it was wrong. They just, they just dip. Yes. <laughs> and, and she came back later. And um, when, when I saw her, because we were on the phone, and, and later she was like, I really liked our conversation. And I was like, okay, um, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty hurts, man. It was it was hard. It was hard because I don't want my daughter hurting herself. Yeah. But this is this is the road that we're all on. And one of the things that I did tell her is I said there are things that we both do, but I want to be honest with you, there are far more things that girls and women do um, than there are for for boys and men. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's fair, but I just want to tell you that she's like, yeah, I can, I, I know. So that was deep. <clears throat> that's tough, man. I'll say this too, though, just with the, the type of fathers we are, the conversation won't be starting at ground zero. Yeah. No. Because I mean, just the, the, if you decide to buy dolls or whatever, I mean, the type of shows that we have our children watch, all of those are planting those um, those seeds. Uh, the the journeys that our that our wives and significant others take, uh, how they look and how they love on themselves, all of that <laughs> is planting seeds that will help that conversation when it's had. Take and I'll say this, you know, it was odd to me that my daughter. Not that my daughter would ask me that question because we talk about all kinds of things, but that she would call me to ask that that question when her, you know, she was clearly with her mom. But at the end of the day, I I wrapped my mind around the idea that she wanted my perspective. Mm. You know, maybe she'd already had the conversation with her mom. Maybe she intended to have it later. Maybe there's something about my perspective that she wanted to hear, not valuing it more or less than than her mother's. Um, So... You know, when they come to us and ask us those questions that it might seem like mom is more suited, there's a reason for it. And 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 I honor that. You know, I'm struggling with this. I mean, this is helping me really process this part of the uh, conversation because I'm asking myself, we push our boys into sports, right? We get them jerseys, we get them T-shirts that project beast mode and being the top of the sport, whatever, whatever. But then as I look at the flip side of what products are out there to uplift girls, it's pink, it's glittery, it's, you know, I'm not, it's not the over-sexualization of anything at such a young age, 
but there are clearly different paths for, 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 for both. And my question is, if we're projecting aggression in sports on boys, is there an issue with that, right? Because we obviously know that there is an issue with putting, you know, makeup and that whole kind of experience into our girls. And this is a question I know the answer to, but I also just want us to spend like a quick second on the line for our other listeners to, to, to kind of break down this question as well. It's funny because when Didon initially, when you were speaking, actually, that's where my mind went. And the only reason why I didn't, I didn't um, bring it up is I, I know sometimes in the show we could be very binary. You know, girls do it this way, boys do it this way. Um, and so I, so I left it alone. But I, I, I'm with you. My, yeah. Immediately, I, I, I often think about the damage to our children's bodies, uh, especially our boys, uh, when it comes to like football. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, you know, if they're lucky, they they may they you know they may not have you know significant concussions. But I mean, like that's like winning the lottery upon winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. You know, make it uh, you know past high school even. And it's heartbreaking for me because. It's such a, I know when I, I don't know if it's still the same way now, but when I was coming up and I was doing a lot of youth development, sports was the way. Mm-hmm. It was the way to get out of the hood. It was the way to, you know, like it was the only path to college. They felt, you know, a, yeah. a, a lot of, a lot. Uh, and not to sound like stereotypes. Um, but it's also kind of the same way for for women in a lot of ways. You know, if they don't look a certain way, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I I love living in D.C., but D.C. is a very a place where uh, respectability politics is is a huge part of the culture. Mm-hmm. You have to dress yeah. a certain way. Yeah. You know, you wear a suit, you wear a tie. You, I mean, there's. Uh, you know, women, they almost look like carbon copies, um, you know, when we're in the work environment, Capitol Hill, um, because you have to look a certain way to be taken seriously. Um, so I think all of that, that's psychological pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. That's you right. know, it's interesting because the challenge goes both ways, B. So, and, I, and I'll give you an example. Um, this is from my perspective in D.C., right? There are a lot of things out there for girls, like there's Black Black Girls Code. There are lots of books and reading initiatives for girls. But then I hear parents lament not being able to get their sons into book clubs Mm -hmm. or book clubs for boys. And I'm like... You know, it's it's interesting because there's this this great emphasis on getting girls more involved in things that traditionally they were steered away from, like mm-hmm. sports. Um, but I don't know um, how much of an initiative, how much effort is being put into making sure that boys are more rounded out. You know, yeah. the, there's there's always sports, but. Um, you know, what if a boy wants to be an engineer or, you know, and, and maybe that's a bad example because a lot of boys are pushed towards sciences, but what if, if a, a, a boy is into 
agriculture. It wants to grow things or wants to to plant a garden. Like are are these concepts that that have no that are genderless? Are are they welcoming and and are we treating them in a way that 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 welcomes boys to put their hands in the dirt? or to be interested in music, or to be a bookworm, right? Um, And the the, the answer is, I don't know. But the beauty is, you know, we can build it. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because that's the approach that we have to have no matter what. Exactly. um, If if this is the landscape and it doesn't look good for my kid, then all right, then I'm, I'm building on this thing, so. I mean, this is a whole nother conversation in itself. I mean, we we just made a pre-podcast. Like, this is a we need a we need to explore this a little bit more. I will convey Ella uh, our our thanks because this is this is a good question. Um, so, uh, with that, let's jump into our topic. B, why was this so important to you? Well, Halloween is right around the corner, man, and the pandemic has influenced. <laughs> a lot of what we are able to do and what we're not able to do. And as fathers, we have kids that um, in many cases look forward to this particular holiday. Um, We also have kids that have not had a Halloween where it has been different. And so what I wanted us to do is to spend some time as fathers just thinking about what could Halloween look like during the pandemic, but also embracing the pivot and really talking about um, the anxiety that could come from our kids already not having school, their friends, and a lot of the things that they've become accustomed to, adding this one additional piece, um, but also talking about what that support could could look like too for, for this Halloween. So that's why I thought it was important that we talk about it. No, I, I think you're exactly right. There's so much... There's so much that our kids have had to get accustomed to really quickly mm-hmm. in, in 2020. Yeah. And being able to give them, you know, a little island of normalcy, um, if we can, yeah. you know, and we can explore that, um, can be valuable. Yeah. You know, of course, we always want to make sure that safety is paramount, but to the extent that, that, we can give them just a little bit of, of normal and to celebrate them. Um, I, I think that can go a long way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get it. Let's get after it. Go for it. Let's just, let's just have fun. What was your favorite costume as a kid, fellas? Let's, let's go way back. Give me, give me the, give me the age and the costume and why. I'll, I'll, I'll go first on this one. <laughs> let's do it. So you said, first I'll go with the age. Uh, it was middle school. So whatever age, you're the educator, whatever age that is. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you could be 18 in middle school, bro. Like, <laughs> Yo, real talk. There was this dude who went to my middle school. He used to drive. <laughs> Stop, okay? Listen, listen. The question is legally the or was, illegally. That, that's a thing, too. But he, even if he was driving illegally, that was even <laughs> crazier. You got car keys? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. So I grew up in Baltimore. At that point in time, we were living in an apartment complex. And um, there was a mall right behind the apartment complex. Okay. So we actually would like go to the mall, go from store to store for candy. Um, because you know, just get bored, just going 
door to door in an apartment complex sometimes. And uh, so one year, it was that summer. I went to New Jersey, and you know your cousins give you some clothes. And my parents they ain't buy costumes. They weren't about that life. So, and it wasn't even like a religious reason. It was just like we don't buy stuff that you don't need. So I was like, well, <laughs> one night a year, huh? <laughs> nope. I, I looked. <laughs> I looked in the mirror. I was like, I'm dark. I'm chubby. Oh no. I'm gonna be Biggie. Yes. <clears throat> I put on this purple Kalkanai vest. And I was like, man, my cousin is so generous for giving me his purple Kalkanai vest. I'm here looking like Carl Cabarney. <laughs> uh, I remember, I, and I mean, I leaned into it, though. I leaned in, man. I went to the dollar store, got me some some, some glasses. And, like, I, I did it up so well. Like, when they came out with that Sky's the Limit video, I was pissed that they didn't choose me. <laughs> oh... Man, I wish okay. I could have saw that. I mean, so, uh, but the why, like I said, the why was I had to, you know, I always said, let me work with what I have. That's just, just kind of the type of man I am. And uh, yeah, my parents didn't believe in in buying no um, Halloween costumes, at least those years. They might have did it once. But all I know is all I wanted to back then was a little, you know, you had the mask with the rubber on the back and then the little slit for the mouth. That um, oh yeah oh yeah the, the walk the Walgreen costumes yeah man I wanted one of those so bad like my friends used to complain that like, like it would cut your tongue because the little slit if you put your tongue through it you <laughs> put your tongue up I you put your that. tongue through it man <laughs> I wanted that you know and uh, I never got that uh, so yeah Biggie Smalls Rice Town Square Mall Dang. all right. <laughs> We got All cut right. Tom, cut Tom, okay. best. <laughs> All right, D. Well, so similar to Harris, mine was also a rapper. Um, but I have to, I have to to tell you this, Brian. I'm gonna break the rules. Oh my gosh! I was 33 at the time because I didn't dress up as a kid. Um, but anybody who spent any time in DC around Halloween knows that it's a big adult uh like the adults have just stolen halloween from the kids in dc and so there's always these giant costume parties so one year i was a rapping mime and my name was mc marcel marceau fly and i painted my face though oh i'm glad you asked because i had business cards (laughs) and wait wait for it i was passing out I was I was passing out blank CDs of my of my album titled Y'all Don't Hear Me Though. And, <laughs> and I had one of those index card flip charts with different drink orders and different things to say to women that I would I would hold up at different times of the night when I was at the bar or when I was trying to holler. Strangely, it it worked better at the bar than it did with women, but um yeah, MC Marcel Marceau Fly, and uh, my album Y'all Don't Hear Me Though. That's good, man. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I just can't right now. Um, <clears throat> you should, so I, you should. I, I know, I know. I got two. See, he's struggling. That means his parents bought him costumes. Yeah, they did. But, <laughs> but, but they would they would buy a piece of it, then make the other piece. So oh. here we go. So I was in 
third grade and I wanted to be a ninja so bad. And all of my folks from Milwaukee know about JCPenney's warehouse. So y'all know that JCPenney's, you know, they sold baseline, decent stuff. Well, JCPenney's warehouse was where they sent the reject stuff. So, you know, it'd be pants oh. with one leg, um, you know, no zipper. And so uh, we went there and they had a ninja costume, but they only had a, a large and I was I was a chunky kid. So uh, let's just say I had to wear a, a too long turtleneck um, to cover <laughs> my belly because the ninja oh. shirt, the ninja shirt popped over the belly, the belly button um, and the mask was too tight uh, on my face. So uh, but but I rocked it, though, man, because my dad made me a sword. So. I was I was I was I was perfect with that. And then I was also a rapper too in college, my freshman okay. year, my sophomore year. Uh I went as Jay-Z. So you can say, well, Brian, how'd you pull off Jay-Z? So those that grew up in the 2000s know about the Averex jackets. Uh-huh. And so I had a silver Averex jacket that was 4X. I had a matching silver. Yankee fitted, and then I had a silver chain that I had custom created that was a Japanese sign, which was Tetsu, which meant wisdom. But I was telling everybody it was platinum on campus. And I was just walking around, just doing ad libs all day. Uh huh, uh huh. Like, B, what's up? Uh huh, uh huh. It's like, and- see, all right. <laughs> <laughs> But I tell you, one person saw me on campus and was like, you look like Jay-Z. Man, that made my day. That made your whole day. It was that, that, I mean, that, that happened at like 9 o'clock at night. I've been wearing that Averex all day. But There's nothing worse than drinking. nobody knowing. What or who yeah. you are. What or who you are. So uh, That's so, the worst. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we make it work. We definitely made it work. But that's good, man. I'm glad that that kind of just broke the uh, proverbial ice on on this topic, but I would just love to be able to to hear as our kids are thinking about Halloween. Smart kids may not even be thinking about Halloween, um, but how are you guys supporting your kids around this time? Knowing that you know, as you go to the grocery store, or as you go in and out of uh, your neighborhoods, you're seeing certain Halloween signs and posters and, and costumes and candies being sold. Um, you know, is, is that sparking conversations with your kids around this time? So one of the things that my child knows about me is that I'm extra. And so she, she wants to do Halloween, but she wants to purchase a costume. And I'm like, nah, we're not going to purchase a costume. We got three weeks. We can build anything in three weeks. And the kicker is... She wants to be a homecoming queen. And I'm like, that's the simplest thing. We could do this. Like, we don't need to, what is, what is there even to purchase? So I asked her, because I, I don't want to jump too deep in my own bag. What does a homecoming queen look like? And she said, a homecoming queen has a crown. I'm thinking, all right, check. A homecoming queen has a sash. We could do that. There's a Michaels up the street. And a homecoming queen has high heels. I said, nice try. We're going to do it. Tennis shoes or flats. Okay. And she's like, okay. Um, but yeah. So, and, and how do I support it? Be, I, I think we're going to go on a field trip to um, get the materials, but I'm also, so I told you I go extra. 
I'm going to have a costume as well. I'm going to be the paparazzi, right? So as the homecoming queen goes, I'll be there trying to take pictures. And it's a play on the, the father term. I'm the paparazzi. And so, yeah, I'm, I'll be there. I'll be able to make a spectacle, but also get lots of good pictures without being like breaking character and being the dad. I'll just be one of the adoring minions who's trying to get a shot at the homecoming queen. I see a theme, man. And that theme is, I mean, your play on words is real. Paparazzi. Uh, hey, man. What, what was your, Garcon, Garcon, what was your French non-talking name? MC Marcel Marceau Fly. Listen, man. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Marcel Marceau Fly. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. Yeah. Oh, man. Harris, what, what about you, man? We're making it a family affair. My kids, they have a costume closet already. Uh, we do we we do homeschool, so part of our homeschool experience is theater, and um, we also like to do a lot of cosplay. So we're we're knocking around different ideas like that. Um, we like doing cosplay. Uh, Steven Universe is one of our favorite shows as a family. So like I'm I'm Greg, uh, you know Greg Universe. Uh, but my girls, they're, they're, they like to be fairies. They like to be uh, random characters, too. You ever seen The Incredibles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, like, there's the little lady who's the uh, fashion designer? Oh, yes. Yeah. In the mode. Yep. yep. Stella made that costume. <laughs> like, so, like, a, the, a little black wig walking around with her hand up and judging people. Uh, you know? mm. <laughs> so, I mean, I so... It. It's going to be Halloween, but theater is just a part of our lives. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'll say the, the only thing I think that's going to make it feel significantly like Halloween is this year we also, we've already done some um, milk carton jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, so you get so the crafts and then you, you paint them and then uh, you just put them over your, you know, we have like the yard lights and you put them over the lights and it lights up the thing. So... Yeah, it's it's it, Halloween is life, man. You're a cosplaying family. It's, it's what we do. <laughs> B, how about you, man? So, you know, it's it's relatively easy right now to support Nas, right? Because he is only two and a half. But what I'm beginning to see that is causing, um, you know, a little bit of trepidation is as we walk around the neighborhood. He's starting to see, you know, the ghost hanging from the trees and some of the other decorations and pumpkins, things like that. And it's generating a lot of questions. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm more of, you know, thinking I don't want him to be afraid of some of the stuff that he's seeing. Right. Because there's a yard not too far from our house that has sort of like a, a, a graveyard thing with like hands coming out of the ground. And I'm just like, when did this become OK? Right. Like, how can you look at your house and say, yeah, let me put this out there because this represents Halloween. So, you know, my anxiety more so is I don't want him to begin to associate fear with with the holiday. Because, look, bro, I remember seeing Thriller on Halloween. Was no more good. I was like, look, I ain't going to no movie. I ain't wearing no red leather jacket. If we got to walk down the street by ourselves, I'll meet you on the other side. Um, and hanging out with people with a jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> Some of it, were both of you guys scared by a thriller? Nope. 
Mm-mm. Yeah, I was. I uh, absolutely. I was. Listen, I, I was a G. I was. I was scared from the song Thriller. Like not even the video. Like yeah. I, my mom used to play that joint, and I would be behind the couch. Man, listen. If you said Thriller back in '88, bruh, I ain't nowhere to be found. You could be like um, Tiller. I would have been like, "What you say? He coming?" Yeah. Mm-mm. So no. all right. So my method has always just been. You know, treat it like it's not scary. Uh, what? Like, like little bugs, right? Little bugs. I, I'd be like, say hi, Mr. Ant. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. oh, we've now humanized the ant. She don't have to be afraid of the ant no more. Yeah, okay, do that with a shark. <laughs> hi, Mr. Zombie. That, hi, Mr. Zombie that burst out of the ground is now chasing me. <laughs> How's that work, bro? He's human. I'm an empath. Hug him. We use the Adams family to learn the days of the week. This Sunday, then it's Monday. This Tuesday, then it's Monday. This Thursday, then it's Saturday. Cousin Thing is from Days of the Week. Disembodied Hand, not scary. Hey, man, I think sometimes y'all make problems when ain't no problems. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I feel you. <laughs> the man turned into a werewolf. I didn't make yes. that happen. They got Orson Welles to yes. narrate the song, right? And then at the this end, me. when you thought that it was Green Pastures, this dude turned around and still had cat eyes. Nah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not it's me like making spicy. something out of nothing. No. You man. introduce it to him early and then they're used to it. Hey, D, we're going over to uh, Harris's house and we're going to go ahead and play that in the backyard for the girls. And they, yeah. meanwhile, yes. meanwhile, we're going to be in the car. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, we I'm, would I'm best play like the Cosby family <laughs> on y'all. I'm okay. Just, yeah, okay. When they tw- when they in their twenties, they're gonna be like, "Dad, why you do that to us? <laughs> why you do that to All us?" Right. <clears throat> but it's real though, because it is something that we do have to think about, right? Because there are factors. It's so funny, right? We're talking about thriller, right? And that that is something that caused anxiety and fear for us. But like this pandemic, it shut down everything. And so the traditional sense for those that did celebrate Halloween, right? Like you would come home after school, put your costume on, and you would go trick-or-treating. And that's going to look totally different. So what could it look like if we still wanted to have some sense of normalcy with trick-or-treating, with Halloween, with the, you know, the, the cutout of the day and being creative, what could we do as parents to be able to have some sense of, you know, bringing that joy to our kids? What could it look like, though? Okay. See, I'm confused. It's like, y'all talking about it's scary, and then you're like, but how can we make it work? <laughs> All the reason why I say that. All right. So, okay. In theory. <laughs> in theory. Like, I saw a picture. I saw a picture on Facebook. It was actually quite genius. They had a, um, they used PVC pipe. Okay. And okay. they um, basically hooked, you know, three pieces and you were able to put, they painted it orange and you could actually just shoot the candy down the, the chute, drop the candy and it slides down and the kid could just, boom, you just get it that way. Make sense? Yeah, man. Yeah, Classified. except somebody still touches the candy going exactly. in and somebody <laughs> else still touches the candy going out. <laughs> I mean, that could be the proverbial just a bucket in the middle of your yard by that zombie hand you don't want your child to go next to. It, instead Why of bobbing for apples, they work. 
is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, when did bobbing for app? When was that okay? Mm-hmm. Yuck. Yeah, not okay. But but we'll have them bobbing hand sanitizer, so it'll be perfect. They'll be clean. So, okay. So this is what we what we used to do. Uh, you know, I, I told you I grew up in the church, whatever. We used to have harvest parties. So it was still be it, it it was it was how we were able to rebrand. <laughs> Why are you laughing, D? Why are you that, laughing? That that doesn't sound whack at all. <laughs> the kids you read my mind. It. You read so my mind. If you've ever had like a community garden, it was a day that the kids got to celebrate all the things that they grew. And then we also, if they wanted to, you know, just happen to show up in a costume. Like that. Uh, and, but when you said bobbing for apples, it reminded me all of that because we would still do all of those games and da, 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 da. so. I mean, <clears throat> the harvest party. I, in the suburbs, we live in the suburbs now. I don't know what it's like in the city uh, at this point, but in the suburbs, Halloween whack to begin with. You know, like really, we actually, yeah, I used yeah. to have a big candy bars back in the day. I was gonna day. say, there's there's the myth of that one neighborhood with the big with the full size Snickers, never seen and that. everybody has to look for them. I've only heard about it. It's it's that's, in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> it's in Ohio. Maybe that's why. Uh, but out here, people are just very standoffish. Uh, like, so what we actually <laughs> did one year is we did a trunk or treat, and oh, we, a what trunk or treat. So we propose it to the neighbors to park okay. at the end of your driveway and you decorate your trunk and you have candy in it and the kids instead won't have to walk all the way up to people's doors. They'll just go from driveway to driveway taking candy out of the trunks. And then you push the kid in the trunk and close it? Right. There's a Snickers way in the back. <laughs> just climb in. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't see, I don't see it, mister. I don't see it. Keep going. Uh, All right. You don't have to touch the candy. You know, I don't know. Give kids spray bottles of of, uh, bleach and let them spray it down before they take it. I don't know. You tell me. All right. All right. So, candy's out for for, for once. She she never cared about the candy anyway. Um, And my aunt always sends candy via Amazon. Like she'll get a pumpkin full of candy from Amazon. And so one of the things that I thought we could do as community, there's a park not far from our house. Um, I was thinking some of the other kids, um, either from the community, either from um, our co-op or from uh, her her group of girls, we could do like a fashion show walk off. Right, because that gives each kid an opportunity to walk the runway by themselves, socially distance. Their parents can, you know, watch, hoop, holler, whatever it is, to make make that make the spectacle that that kids like. Could take pictures of them, and then, you know, since we're out in the park, there could be music, and people could like dance in their little separate spaces. Yeah. Um, that, I, I've been toying with the idea of a scavenger hunt, um, where. You know, each parent can come up with their own little things that their kids is look that their kid is looking for. So there's no issue of safety. Um, but yeah, I'm not. We're not going door to door. And all of Harris's ideas just make me more scared. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like even after the pandemic, why are all these trunks open? St- why are all those trunks closed? <laughs> and what's that sound coming from? <laughs> so we we're not doing that. But. Um, one of the things I was also thinking about doing, we've never carved a pumpkin. 
So this might be the year we carve a pumpkin. Yeah. You know, I was I've been looking for movies that I could show Ella. But the problem is most of the stuff from when we were kids are is high, are highly problematic. Mm-hmm. Right? So yes. like the other day we were going to watch Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. And we watched the preview and she was like, "Daddy." I was like, "Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's skip this." <laughs> enough said. And I love and, that um, movie. Kurt Russell. Yeah, it was great. But oh, so I'm man. looking at I think I might have to rescreen Goonies by myself just to see if Goonies is still okay. Um but so that's the goal. I want to find something that we can have a movie night, maybe make, you know, rice crispy treats with some orange food dye or something. Um yeah, nice. yeah. You know, some something at home because it's not going to be the same, yeah. but if I could just get her a little bit of social the social element, give her the spectacle of pictures and then do something where it's just us. It, it'll be very different, but that might be the thing that makes it stand out. So you actually bring up a good point. Um, you know, I know everybody is zoomed out, but, you know, what would it look like? You know, you get all your close friends with kids and, you know, there's a plan, you know, maybe going to, going to them directly instead of like mm. going to like houses, do like a Zoom um, community walk or something like that. That could be cool. So that's so interesting that you say that because that was one thing that um, so we have two neighbors that 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 live next to us um, and and they both have toddlers um, a, uh, a one year old she just turned one today um, and then our next door neighbor actually has <clears throat> a three year old and like a and also a one year old as well so we were like listen we've all kind of been quarantined quarantining together. <clears throat> And kind of doing things with the kids together and essentially talked about a three house trick or treat. And so um, we are going to prepackage all of our own candy and have that in their bag already and just go from house to house. Uh, those two other houses where we just cheer and just take pictures, it's going to be a short trick or treat. Um, but it is going to allow for the kids to have that social element and just to, you know, give us the opportunity just to take some pictures as well. And so, you know, if there is an opportunity for you to keep it safe and like you said, kind of engage with people that you trust, um, you know, there could be a sense of normalcy with, with, with that as well. But I also like to D what you said in, in doing just some crafts, right? Because I'm like, how cool would it be, you know, when Nas, um, you know, with him being here, we're, we're carving a pumpkin, but we're also turning those pumpkin seeds uh, and spicing, seasoning those pu- pumpkin seeds, um, like that, just that process. But <clears throat> the funny thing is yeah. that neighborhood that sells the big candy bars or give away the big candy bar, that's our neighborhood. And I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. So the first time we had Halloween in our hood, man, listen, we had those little one inch joints. The fun size? Yeah. <laughs> That's not even fun size. Man, we had those one-inch joints. Man, we had kids coming to our house. So so the cool thing about our neighborhood is that um, we get kids from the surrounding neighborhoods to come in, and we live in a very diverse neighborhood, right? So so that was that was um, definitely something that was amazing. But these kids was coming looking at us like, this all we getting? I'm going to come back and take my mask off and get some more so I'm I'm gonna make me a full size candy bar, and we ran out of candy in 15 minutes. The kids are like, "Mister, you're new, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> Cussing us out with their mask on, so we wouldn't know who they were. 
Oh, man. But I, th- I still think that you can salvage an aspect of it. Like, it's not, it's, I don't think it's sure. ever going to be the same, right? Because I fundamentally have always had a problem with pimping my kid out to a random stranger's house. When I tell this kid to not talk to strangers 364 days out of the year, but today, talk to this stranger and take what they give you, and that's okay. To eat it later. <laughs> yeah, to eat it later. Like, I've, I've always had an issue with, with Halloween. Um, but I do think that we can get back to having an aspect of it that can be fun, um, as long as it doesn't involve uh, thriller and closed trunks. I think that we would be good. <laughs> Funny. So, in Ohio, they called it Beggar's Night. It's just funny, that man. I am learning that. more about you. We had harvest night, beggars harvest night parties. Y'all, y'all must not have really done Halloween growing up, because anyway. So <laughs> in Ohio, and I actually thought it was kind of cool. We tried to bring that neighborhood here. Um, they would pick a night, so like different communities would pick a night, so all kids aren't out on the same night. Um, so, uh, beggars night for that community. One community might be the 28th. The other day might be the, 20, the other community 27th. So, um, you know, it, it's just interesting for me to hear you guys' perspective on, um, on how to make Halloween work because it, it all, it's obvious that we all have very different experiences with Halloween, uh, growing up. And even now, I mean, we're DC, Maryland and Virginia, and it, it seems very different in our neighborhoods. No, absolutely. And in the in the words of MC Marcel Marceau Fly, I hate you. I hate you today. You my dude, but today. Oh man, we have people that's gonna be like, "Why do we have dead air?" Did his mic cut? cut exactly, off? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, fellas, I have one last question. Shoot, and I want us to uh, have fun with this. So <clears throat> I had a homeboy back in California that worked at a school that was right next to one of the major theme parks. And they would get all of the costumes from the theme park um, to add to their theater departments. And these were like costumes that were used in movie set on movie sets and so on and so forth. And so one day I was just like, man, if you could have been anything for Halloween, what would you have wanted to, to, to be? And he said, without hesitation, he said the Terminator. And I was like, why? He was like, look, Universal Studios went ahead and brought us all of the Terminator extra clothes. And I'm walking around with Arnold Schwarzenegger's leather jacket. I had the little thing on my face and I was the Terminator. And he said, I was able to make that happen in my 20s. So if you were able to go back and say, man, I would love to do that. What costume would you want? Harris, I'm ready if you're still chewing on it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. So I actually tried to put this costume together myself. Oh, my I, gosh. I failed uh, stupendously. So, so if I could have the pros to help me, it would be Sam Jackson's character from Pulp Fiction. Ooh. You know, ah, with, okay. with the Jerry Curl wig. The wallet that said bad MFR on it and carrying around a suitcase. And at some point, the shirt with the blood stain. Um, you know, because when I put together the, the costume, people were like, You have jelly on your shirt. I was like, No, I'm saying, They're like, hey, You look disgusting. You needed a bag that said Big Kahuna Burger. 
I, I had a cup. I had the suitcase with Marcel Wallace's. Who knows what was in the suitcase? But nothing. No. And just one person. Like bad day. Yeah, I just yeah. looked like a cat who got jumped. <laughs> <laughs> so if I, if I could pull off Sam Jackson's character in Samuel L. Jackson's character in Pulp Fiction, that that would be a win for me. Oh, that's good. That's good. I, what about you? you know, I, I cosplay, so I love. I, I love dressing up, uh, so it, it kind of depends on what I'm into at the moment. Harris, real quick, um, t- tell us what cosplay means. So cosplay is, like, if you're big into science fiction or comic books, uh, fantasy, uh, they have these conventions where you actually go and you dress up. So, like I said, you know, my family, there's a TV show called Steven Universe. And uh, one year we all, you know, dressed up as the different characters for that. My, my Mallory uh, was Rose Quartz. I was um, Joe. Um, the youngest was um, Garnet. And, uh, you know, so you, 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 you take these fairy tales or whatever fiction and you dress up as it. So... It's funny because with me, I try to look for characters that are chubby because I'm, I'm husky. You know what I'm saying? So I got to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like, let's I, just be real. You know, if you look at all these comic book characters and all of yeah, this Yeah, they got I'm six really, packs. They got eight packs. I'm not about to be X-Men's The Blob. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going, I'm not going that route. So... I'm, uh, so I'm really sitting here like, okay, you know, I don't want to have nobody just more for myself. I want to, I want to do something. So I'm Homer Simpson. I don't know. Um, but we are clearly going to have to do a podcast. The challenges <laughs> of growing up husky. Yes, I'm like going to Sears and seeing my section. Husky. You know what I'm saying? Husky. I'm like, am I a dog? So I mean, who knows? Maybe we got to put that out there. Like, who who are the husky characters worth being? You know, I mean, like Robin Hood. I'll be Little John. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, for oh, Friar Tuck. You know, maybe he was the one that was husky. I'm uh, tired of being Pooh Bear. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll be Hagrid. Let me be Hagrid. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. So, yeah, no. Nah, it's, 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 I don't know, man. If I, if, I had a, if I had a six pack, I don't know. You know? All of them. Yeah, there's always there's always Shrek. <laughs> right. Shrek? Yes. That's another yes, one. that's another one. That is definitely another one. Black Shrek. Black Yes, uh, I guess in all of us is the the inner Tyson Bedford because man, listen, I wish I had my six pack too because I always wanted to be show enough. I always wanted to be show enough in my con, nice. like my you converse show stuff, show chunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe no, chunk. Huh? Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I got show the arm show pup. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, we gotta be, I mean, we gotta be gentle with ourselves. That is true. It's too much self-deprecation going on in this particular episode. We're, but 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 the funny thing with me, man, I got the shoulders and the arm for shoulder. It's just when we get to that vest around the waistline, bro. Like, listen, <laughs> I ain't got the glow, man. I ain't got the glow. Who's the snacker? <laughs> Show <Shut up. laughs> <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Oh, man. My the baddest low down mofo around this town. Oh. Show puff. Show puff. <laughs> All right. 
D, take us home, so, man. I, I think we have put a button on our our topic of the day, which is uh, <laughs> pandemic pro tips for making Halloween work this year. Oh, man. Um, before we roll out, fellas, what is giving you inspiration or what's something that you're looking forward to? I'll go, man. Listen, I want to first give a shout out to my cousin uh, who just gave birth um, to Nyla, uh, baby girl, yesterday down in Florida. So I want to pick her up and uh, her husband, Nico. Um, hope he's listening to the pod as well. Uh, but um, Faisa and I um, have a name for, for baby girl. We went ahead and had a nice. moment All right. um, in Rehoboth where we were just sitting on the beach and Niles was playing in the sand and um, just confirmed it. And so we're not going to go ahead and share that yet. Um, but we've been planning not only finishing the room, uh, but getting things with the, the name and the initials on it just to customize it. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're less than two months away um and it's it's getting more real by the minute uh the anxiety is starting to to bubble up but uh but yeah man it's also giving us and giving me some excitement as well and some inspiration nice harris how about you bro excuse me uh so y'all know i'm i'm a nerd (laughs) <laughs> I would yes. become a parent, whether it's the cosplay, <laughs> I don't know what gave me away. The, the uh, Harvest Festival. <laughs> harvest parties. But um, so I'm actually, I've been studying up on narcissism recently. And um, it, I, just, I know it sounds random, but uh, I, y'all know I do diversity and inclusion work. So it's been, it's been real exciting <laughs> making the correlations between like our culture and how narcissism plays a big role in um, like race relations. Because uh, if you have, you know, if you, different cultures, some tend to be more relational, family oriented, and other cultures tend to be more individualistic. And a lot of times those could even divide down racial lines. So uh, I've been going down a whole rabbit hole around this concept of how does narcissism play a role in um in uh, racism and uh, uh, equity, the lack of equity. So uh, yeah, it's 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 just been a while since I've been this excited about a topic. And um, like I don't, I'm sure, I'm sure, definitely you guys at least knows what it's like to feel like you're back in your lane. I haven't yeah. been in a writing mode in a while. So uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, whether it's going to be an essay or a new training or something like that coming from it. But I am literally excited about where this is going. Nice. So two years ago when Ella turned eight, so every year on her birthday, I challenge her to whatever the number um, of years that she'll be to do that many kind acts. So, um the first time she did it was when she was eight. And so we did them together. And one of the things that we did was she, I, I donated blood and she came with me. We learned about who Charles Drew was, um, the benefits of, of donating blood. She was kind of over it, but she was big on the snacks. Um, and it was just kind of a, a one-off thing. And I, I'm O negative, which is one of the blood types that they're, they're constantly trying to hit you up for. Um, and I, 
a couple months ago, um, I, I've mentioned it. My mother had a, a, a medical emergency and she needed, you know, over the course of five days, she needed um, 10 blood transfusions, which means that's equivalent to an entire body's worth of blood. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, we think about, you know, the pandemic and the coronavirus and all the different things that have changed the way that, that we operate, but there are still ways that we can make a difference, you know? And Ella reminded me the other day that each time you give blood, you're saving three lives. And so um, I am inspired by um, life's reminders. You know, um, I still have a mother that I can call and talk to. I have a daughter who understands the importance of giving blood and I am going to make an appointment. And I, and I think that that will be my thing moving forward to um, give blood as often as I can because um, it was a gift um, that, that was, that was given to me vis-a-vis my mother. And then I want to make sure that I'm paying it forward. So I'm looking forward to an opportunity to do that. So this has been our, the dad jeans podcast this is our episode on pandemic pro tips, Halloween edition, self-deprecation as well. Yeah. The hus- Husky childhood trauma edition. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as always, guys, we love hearing from our listeners. Um, if there's anything you want to share with us, please do so. Um, our email is info at dadjeanspodcast.com. As always, we'll put the question of the, the question of the week up because uh, we love to hear some of your feedback. These conversations that, that kids come up with, um, they take everything we got. So if you have some interesting insight, we'd love to hear it. Um, as always, please rate, review, share. Give us those five-star right. reviews. Check us Stop. out. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. You can check Brian out oh in the Wall gosh. Street Journal because yeah. uh, he was featured um, in a recent, he's not going to tell you, I'll tell you, in a recent article that talked about um, fathers that were able to kind of redefine their role um, during this during this pandemic time. Um, and it, it was a really, really great uh, article. And, and, and Brian played a key role in it. Um, B, is there anything you want to say about it? Or you just want the people to, to read it while you play humble and I just keep talking? Hey, man, hey, can, can you pull the cord, please? Let's All right. So listen, when Brian was just <laughs> an apple in his father's <laughs> eye. <laughs> and he was just a wee lad. <laughs> he said, you know, Dad. Oh, man. When the Wall Street Journal features me <laughs> in about 39 years what i'd like them to say y'all are wild man no i I, i'll just say this man it was definitely a blessing and uh you know i I brought both of you guys into that space right i also brought my father and and centered a number of other fathers in the article um as i was detailing you know the importance of just being engaged and involved in my in my son's life during the pandemic so um i don't like talking about myself i don't like highlighting myself and I appreciate you guys for, um, you know, giving me my flowers. Um, but listen, we're all great fathers doing great things. We all need that platform to be able to show other folks that we're doing we're, we're doing our, our, our due diligence when it comes to being dads. So wrap it up. 
Uh, on a real note, before we end, I just want to say that when we are able to engage in an honest way um, and to tell our stories, we give license for other people to do the same. So um, keep doing the work. And uh, for those of us who are listening, please stay safe, stay sane. However you celebrate Halloween, stay away from the trunks and enjoy yourselves. <laughs> and until next time. I'm going to miss out on a blessing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Air, air quotes. Yes. yes. <laughs> Until next time, guys. Peace. Show puff. <laughs>